Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Told by Reese podcast. I'm your host, Reese, and I have a special guest today with me. And I guess it's you. It's a listening guest, not an actual speaking guest. But one day, we probably have a speaking guest, because why not? I have friends. It'll be proof to you that I have friends. Remember that first episode, the very first episode, when I had a friend talk? And they were supposed to be... Well, we don't go back. we don't go back to the past. But anyway, here we are. Here we are, here we are, and I told you, I told you, I would get another episode out to you. I told you I'd get another episode out to you. I wasn't lying. In fact, I'm 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 gonna keep putting these episodes out and keep putting them out and keep putting them out until I stop. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Till I stop. Where can you listen to these episodes? Oh, I'm glad you asked. You can listen to them. Um, the Apple Podcast Network, Spotify Podcast Network, basically anywhere podcasts are that are probably unpaid or even paid, I'm probably there. Just look for As Told by Reese. Just look for that. Just look for that. And there's plenty of episodes for you to, to catch up on. You can just push play, have it in the background find it easy listening. It's easy to listen to. I just, I, I, you know, totally not because I need to play numbers, but I just listen to my own podcast in the background while I'm doing a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. And that's one of the things we'll be talking about today. And actually, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I want you to listen to me. Don't just have me as background noise. Just kidding. Have me as background noise. But also... Have me as a guest for dinner because I like to eat. But while you're you know, having me as a guest, be my guest and leave comments, reviews, emails, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. So today we do have a few different topics to talk about. Different topics to get around to and get to it. This time, this is going to be like a, a runaway train where it's just one topic. I have several things to talk about. And I'm really going to get to them. Some I feel uh, funny and irrelevant. Some things are like, hmm, things to ponder. Things to ponder. Thank you for the Yeah, so let's jump right into it. I think I'm uh, ready to go. If there was a black track, you, you get it. You, I'll, you get it right. You get it right. Okay, let's let's just start the show. So let me start off this episode with a question. With a question for you. When you're trying to achieve something, accomplish something, get better at something, when there's a catalyst for improvement or production, let's say, do you take an honest assessment of yourself? Do you take a really honest assessment of yourself about your strengths, your weaknesses, your great characteristics, your flaws, all of it, all of it, that whole gumbo that makes you you? Do you think about those things? And I'm not saying initially, because initially when you try something, like just I, I believe you should just kind of jump in and try it in a way. But after trying it for a little bit, do you take inventory? Do you take assessment? Do you look at yourself and say, hmm, here's what's great, here's what's not so great, and these may be the reasons why. Um, you know why I ask that? Because think what you want about them, but 
A lot of special forces teams and militaries do this thing called an after-action report. after-action report is a form of retrospective analysis on a given sequence of goal-oriented actions previously undertaken, and it's done by the actual mm, person that, can, that did the activity themselves, person or teams or whatever have you. I find that so interesting because the purpose of the after-action report is to analyze the management response to an incident, exercise, or event by identifying strengths to be maintained and built upon. Because whether you succeed or fail, you have a way of consistently, uh, in other words, analyzing or measuring what happened. You can see what went wrong, you can see what went right, did it go right because of the output, the input, or did it go right as hamperstance, as luck, or anything like that? And this, you can, it is applied everywhere. Let's take anyone that's that, that's super successful and clinical in a lot of ways, right? Now you think I'm going to say actor, musician, dancer, all this stuff. While it's very true for all of them. I'm going to take this a little somewhere different. I'm going to take this a bit more interesting, in my opinion. Like, just, um, the other day, sometimes I, I watch people play video games. Why? Because if I, I, I'm going to tell you I watch it. So I'm like, hmm, I want to play that video game. I want to see what the, all the fuss and hype is about, about that game before I buy it. Because I don't buy many games. Because I don't play many games. So when I do buy and play a game, it's got to be worth it, right? So... There's these gamers out here in this community. It's called a community. There's there's a a genre of games, so to speak, called Soulsborne games. They're extremely hard. Well, they're they're marketed as extremely hard, and a lot of people say they're hard. Uh, and by hard, it means you have to do certain actions at certain times, every time, and well, most times, in order to achieve success and get to the end goal which is to win the game, right? And the games in the series are notoriously hard, like notoriously hard for the average person and even for people who are really good at games. They lose a lot before they start to improve and get better and win. That's putting the cart before the horse, though. So I was watching one, right? And these games are hours long, hours long, and enemies are trying to kill you all the time. Like, everything in the world, with the exception of a few NPCs here and there, everything is trying to kill you. Everything is trying to hit you. Everything is trying to defeat you, right? So, beating the game, in and of itself, is an accomplishment. Great. But, there's some intrepid gamers who have made it their life's work to complete the game without taking a single hit. I'll take in a single hit. Perfect health bar from the beginning of the game to the end. Not a single hit. Not a one. Think about that for a second. I don't know about you, but I've never actually played a game where I've never gotten hit. Ever. Nope. I played some fighting games to where, like, maybe I'd have a perfect round or two. But to make it through the whole game without taking a single hit? <laughs> no, that's never been me. But something amazing happened. There's been a decent number of people that have achieved no-hit runs with these very difficult games. And 
you're like, oh man, they're they're they must be special. Their fingers must their fingers and brains and synapses and et cetera, et cetera. They must just work differently. They must they must just operate in a higher level of brain activity. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. What they have done is even though they don't call it that. They don't call it that. They've done actor activity reports. See what happened is they played the game over and over and over again. Played sections of the game over and over and over again. Played bosses of the game over and over and over again. So they could observe and study patterns. The boss's patterns, the enemy's patterns, the timing, the rhythm, the cadence of everything. All right, I went here and this happened. That's a bad outcome. Do I have to go somewhere else? Nope, that's the worst outcome. So I go here, how do I achieve this? Okay, I go here, if I move, do this move, that. If I do this move, then they do that. All right, let's play this fight. Let's see if I can get hit fewer times in this run. Let's see if I can get hit less times in this run. Let's see if I can get hit no times in this run. Let's see. All right, can I roll out the way of this attack? Do I have to block this attack? Do I have to parry this attack? Is there something that will slow this character down? Can I run through this level without taking damage? Do I have to fight this character? All of those things they take into consideration. Hey, do I have, do I have to, like, am I too excitable in these moments? They do it so often that when the adrenaline should be flowing, or maybe still is flowing, actually, they're able to concentrate and focus enough that the adrenaline is not a problem. It might actually help. And why is that? Why is that? Because practice. Yeah, we talking about practice. We talking about practice. See, they put hours and hours and hours into the game to the point where, for some people, I don't know if the game's even fun at that point. But they do it so they can achieve a goal. They can do it so they can achieve that personal goal of being able to be like, bam, I did that. To, because it's, they are playing a computer. When you play a computer, no matter how random the computer gets, it still has to be sequenced. The enemy's movements still have to be sequenced. There's certain movements that they are going to make. Um, maybe not every time, but if you're aware of all of their moveset, and you're aware of the animation for that moveset, or you're aware, hey, there is no animation, it can just happen randomly, you know how to use a fight. But here's the thing, that means you have to remember hours of data. That means you have to remember hours of data. And it's like, well, my brain doesn't work like that. <sighs> here's the crazy part, right? The, the amazing thing that those people did Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Anybody who is relatively able-bodied and able-minded. Mm, I don't like that word. Um, anyone who is relatively free of physical or mental impediment, impediments, impediments, eh, whichever one, is able to do that. <laughs> now, just because it's possible doesn't mean it's easy. It's certainly not easy. For most of us, it would feel impossible at first. And then we get better slightly, little 
by little by little until we're actually pretty good at it. Until we're so good, they're like, hmm, I could probably do this. And they're thinking, hey, you're crazy. No, no, you're crazy. You're the crazy one, actually. You know how I know? Because I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm not going to do that. And why am I not going to do that? Because that's actually not a goal of mine. That's not totally not a goal of mine. But it's interesting to see that people can get there. Here was a goal of mine. I did buy a historically difficult video game for me. It was pretty, pretty, pretty tough, right? And, you know, I play video games very sporadically. Every couple years, when I find one that I like, I play that, I, I get somewhat good at it, so I can just kind of autopilot it. I got this game, and I played this game, and this game was so difficult. It was super difficult. I was dying left and right and left and right and left and right, right? And I was like, hmm, I should put this game down. I was like, no, no. I've seen other people beat this game, and I have to be at least as good as the worst person to beat this game. Kids beat this game. Like, everyone beats this game. Let me go ahead and... So what happened? I stuck with it. I stuck with it. I persisted. I learned patterns. I learned how I play. Like I, I took a took a inventory of okay, why do I keep making these mistakes or why do I keep making these moves? Okay, this is how I like to play, but I like rushing. Oh, you can't rush. You can't rush. Okay. Or I like staying away. <laughs> I'm either or. I'm either all in or I'm way across the screen. Like, help. Nope. Mm -mm. So I was like, well, I have to tailor my game style, my gameplay style to the actual game that's in front of me. So eventually I got a little better and then I got a lot better at the game and then I ended up winning it. Ended up winning the beating the game, and now I, I mean I beat the game routinely. Like now it's not even a challenge anymore. It's not a challenge to beat the game, and extrapolate that. That's how these guys see that game. It's so not a challenge to beat that game that they people have taken to beating the game blindfolded. People have taken the game beating it with non controller controllers. Like person beat with a guitar, turntable. It's all sorts of weird things that they've learned how to beat the game with. So a notoriously difficult game. They've learned, they've, they've mastered it to the point where it's, it, it, it's, it's a breeze. It is a breeze, right? The funny thing is, again, when you're at the top of the mountain, you look at your struggle lovingly. You look at like your struggle lovingly, like, ah, what a struggle that was. But you forget the actual struggle involved in that. You forget sucking so bad being the absolute worst dog crap at that that wow look at where you are now look at where you are now look at where you are now and think about it if you're out there trying to achieve something it's going to take work <laughs> Oh, wow. What a surprise. What a surprise. I said it's going to take work. You didn't see that one coming. Oh, wait, you did? Of course you did. Because we all know it takes work. And it doesn't matter what you're trying to accomplish. Something small, something big, something in between. Something that means something to you. Something that is very permanent uh, to your life, to your well-being, etc. Whatever. I'm rambling. 
but it's going to take work. It's going to take a lot of work over a long period of time, and you're going to have to keep it up. That's just how these things happen. Why do I know? Because that is the boat I find myself in. That's the boat I find myself in. As you know, there's several things that I'm trying to accomplish now. Chief among them being probably, probably, if I had to like point one to one, like, yo, this is it, it is getting better at the guitar. Why? Because I'm trying to prove a theory I have. What's that theory? I'm glad you asked. My theory is that anyone can accomplish anything, relatively speaking. And by relatively speaking, I'm saying, no, a person can't fly. You can't do anything supernatural. Like, anyone can't do anything supernatural. And also, no, you're not going to be able to go to professional sports league X, Y, or Z if you don't have it, period. Like, if you don't have it, period. For example, you're probably not going to become an NBA all-star. But enough hours at the court, you can get pretty decent at basketball. That's true. That is true. You just got to keep going and keep trying to get better. Or you're not going to be the next MMA superstar. You could be, though. You could be. You could be. There might be less varied entry for there. But if you've never thrown a punch, kick, or t or tackled somebody a day in your life, you're going to have to go ahead and, and sign up for a gym and and actually practice. You're going to have to do those things. But technically, you can do those things. But it is going to take effort. Um, trying to, A little while ago, I was trying to create a formula, right? Because I, I want this to be... I want this to be my thesis. I want this to be my doctoral stance. Um, if I ever write one, that some sort of improvement coefficient or mastery coefficient, because I want to prove anybody can do anything with certain limitations, but then even push that further. <sighs> so anyone can do anything. That is that that is that is my bottom line thesis. With some, I'm going to tweak it a little bit, but I think. Improvement. Improvement. Ming I. Skill. S. So, right? There's got to be some sort of formula that improve, that, that incorporates time, practice, accounting for talent as well. Like, there's got to be some sort of formula where time and practice, in addition to your talent, will eventually result in relative mastery. Um, in practice is effort like effort applied effort that's what I call practice not just being there but actual applied effort um, and then I thought you know there's a lot of people I know that are just naturally talented at a lot of things like naturally talented like naturally <clears throat> super talented but then they don't do anything with that talent and I know some people who are very hard working and not necessarily considered the most talented of people in the world but their results have proven to be uh, much 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 more successful than people who are naturally talented why I, I believe it's that consistency so I feel like hey what happens when a talent person apply a talented person applies themselves we see it we see it all the time we see it 
<laughs> we see it everywhere. That doesn't even have to be explained. But what about the normal people that don't have the out like outlandish talent at something? Can they still master it? And my answer is yes. My answer is absolutely yes. Now, uh, some questions I have is when does effort surpass talent? Can effort ever beat talent in effort? How long, applying the formula, is there a saturation point to, um, you know, how long to relative mastery? When is there an exponential effect on the work that you put in? And when is it, when do they become diminishing returns? See, so all these self-help, self-improvement, you can do it, et cetera, et cetera, books, they're great. They're great, because some people definitely need that. Um, but they're all focusing on do the work. Do the do the work that matters. Do the exercises and activities that matter, et cetera, et cetera, right? And I think for me, that's why... I'm using, I'm using myself as a subject here. I'm using myself. And what, what am I using myself as? Bring it back to the guitar. How, how soon, quote unquote, can I become great at the guitar? An addendum. And how great can I become at the guitar? Now, you know, whether I'm a good guitar player or not, that's a subjective thing. But the things that I know how to do on the guitar can't be subjective. It's like, hey, do I know how to play this difficult piece on the guitar? Yes or no. And can I play it technically well? Now, do you like me playing it? Maybe, maybe not. But if I can beat, meet those benchmarks, then that's relative mastery. Like anything... Anything dealing with an art is subjective. So it's like somebody, there's plenty of people who are great at their craft that I'm not into. So that part I'm not so interested in. It's because art is subjective and I'm, I'm, I'll probably be more squidic at that point. But can I do those things that check off those benchmarks of being an expert? And... While my mind said yes, my mind also said, but maybe not. And here's why. Because, hey, I'm not old, but I, did start, I, didn't, I didn't start guitar as a kid or even as a young adult. So, there's obviously, I have so much, I've already got so much use in my fingers. Uh, they probably don't move as fast as some little kid's fingers and... I, I have all these competing thoughts in my brain. I'm thinking about the mortgage kids. I'm, no kids, no mortgage yet. But all those other things that I'm thinking about, I'll probably be too distracted. I'll probably be too... And then I have work, I have this, I have that, blah, blah, blah. Like, all these things. And also, I just plain old suck. I, I don't think... I don't know if I have any aptitude for this. That's why I've never stuck with it. Because I don't believe I have aptitude for this. As I said to myself... Um, but I'm setting out to prove that no matter the age, no matter the age, that there are great things that can still be accomplished. 
by you. The great things that you want to accomplish, you can still accomplish. At least that's what I'm trying. At least that's what I'm trying to do. And here's the thing. I kept seeing online of these examples of the people that got better in a year from playing guitar and everything. Like, got better in a year? Wow, this person sounds amazing from where they first started. When they first started, they sucked like me. So then I tried to do my own improve over a year challenge. And at first it was cool. I worked every day. I was not getting any better. I was like all over the place. And then this happened and that happened and that happened. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be where they are in a year. And I was like, wow, am I worse than everybody who's ever done this? Am I, am, am I, am I never going to get this stuff? Hey, who knows? But then I realized, the 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 the. For every person that put their one year improvement on the guitar video up there, there's a hundred, a thousand people that didn't because they didn't get to the level where they thought they would. So everyone's different. Everyone learns different. Everyone improves different. Period. At different paces. How much effort are you putting in versus how much effort they're putting in? What are you, what tools are you using versus what tools are they using? Et cetera, et cetera, right? And then this is, and bringing it back to the after activity report, this is where that comes in handy, right? Because instead of saying, man, I just really suck at this, I'm like, well, why do I suck at this? Why am I not where I thought I would be? Oh, okay. Let's identify. Remember, it's analyze the response to an exercise or event by identifying the strengths to maintain and build upon, as well as the area's improvement. Well, what are my strengths? Um, I'm eager. I maintain a positive attitude. And I mostly believe I can do it. What are my weaknesses? My actual ability. Why is that? Mm, well, do I practice every day? Mm, I mean, for weeks, some weeks I do. Some weeks I practice the day I have my lesson. Some weeks I didn't even do that. I look back and I find out sometimes there'd be at least a month where I barely touch the guitar. A month. A whole month. Sabotage myself. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Recently, I did have an ha a hand injury that forced me away from the guitar. <laughs> it forced me away, and I was so mad. I was so mad, because I'm like, okay, I finally figured it out. And then the hand injury said, hey, guess what? We're going to force you to take some time back. Me taking time back made me realize, oh, I really, really want this. Like, I really, really want to do. But it's like, okay. Even when you do practice, are you practicing efficiently? Sure, sure. I practice efficiently. I practice this, that, and this. Are you really? How many notes do you know? How many fret positions do you know? Have you been looking at the book? Do you just noodle around? Like, really taking a look? Oh, no, no. Hey, do you, do you even just focus on playing the guitar when you're playing the guitar? Or are you watching something else while you're doing it? 
Oh, man. Okay. So then I can see, like, oh, wow, I'm doing all of these things wrong. I'm doing so much wrong that I'm absolutely sabotaging my own improvement. My own improvement. The bad habits. So many bad habits. So many inefficient habits as well. And that's what we can do. That's what we always can apply. We can always apply it. I mean, I last year I worked out so hard, so often, and I was so disappointed by my results until I already thought about it. And then it was like, well, what did you eat? I was, it was like, yeah, but but I I worked out hard almost every like so many days. I ran, I did those things. Yeah, but what did you eat? I got out there, sweated. It was it was sometimes over a hundred degrees. I put in miles. I put in hours. Yeah, but what did you eat? That's what happened. <laughs> Last year, food happened to me. Last year, food happened to me. I still ate like I was a child. I ate like I had the metabolism of my 18-year-old self. Can't do that. I ate so much and so bad. I ate so much and so bad that even if I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not put, I'm not putting the right fuel in, and I'm not burning that fuel efficiency because it's so much fuel, and I have such a large gas tank. <laughs> oh man! But I think about those things. If you're taking an honest assessment of yourself, but an honest, no, no, no bullcrap, no like you're the worst person to exist and here's why, but an actual honest assessment of yourself. Here's why you didn't reach your goals. Why? Cause you need to get better. You need to get better. And how do you get better? By performing that, by performing that, that, that live autopsy on yourself by being honest. And it doesn't have to be something so clinical, even though I appreciate the clinical aspects of things. Cause it's like, you can really key in on, the areas that you need to improve upon, right? But it, if it comes from self, right? If it comes from the inside, then like you got to deal with you. When somebody else says it, you might not necessarily agree with it. If they see it, like, oh, you're just, that's, you're projecting or you just see that. But I, I know I'm with me, so I know what kind of, but if you come to that conclusion, you can't escape yourself. I mean, for a little bit you can, but not forever. You can't escape yourself forever. So I know one of my biggest, 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 biggest roadblocks, right, is that I am easily distracted. Even when doing things I like. Even when doing things I like, I'm easily distracted. So playing the guitar, learning to get better at the guitar, is something that requires a lot of focus. Now... If you're, you're better, you can kind of get into a flow state where other things can be happening um, and you can just like play the guitar like it's second nature, it's second skin. But I'm not at that point yet. And I don't know if I'll ever get at that point. It'll be an interesting point to get to. I'll try at some point. But here's the thing. I am easily distracted, like I said before, until I got distracted by telling you all this. And I need to account for that. I need a real tangible way to account for that instead of, hey... Just block everything out. Because, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds that sounds phenomenal. 
but I need more than that. I need a system in place. I need something. And I found it in this method called deep work. Now, deep work is the ability to focus without distraction on a cognitively demanding task. It's a skill that allows you to quickly master complicated information and produce better results in less time. Now, that phrase actually comes from a book, I mean, by the same name, Deep Work by author Cal Newton. And essentially, it's to, it, it, it's revolutionizing. Well, eh, is it really revolutionizing? It's kind of making focus the forefront. Focus is like a muscle, a mental muscle. Um, and through deliberate training of that muscle, you can strengthen your focus and expand your mental capacity. So let me ask you, what happened the last time you had distraction-free concentration? Actual distraction-free concentration. Saying nothing that you could mindlessly listen to in the background, etc., etc. Nothing. Just, it's like you're in a chamber. What happened? You probably got good results. I know I did. I know I did when I did that. Here's, here's my thing, right? You can't go, just like with anything, you can't go from novice to master in moments. So, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. With this, I don't want you to go from, with this, I don't want you to go from always doing things distracted as to cutting all the distractions out. No, 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 that's not it at all. For me, it's taking the one activity that I want to be really good at, I want to be great at, and deciding I'm not going to allow distractions to happen while I'm doing this one thing. Guess what? Distractions are going to be part of my life always. I, I have a short attention span. I need lots of stimulus anyway. But this is how I do it. All right. I give myself a small window of time to where I'm only going to focus on this one thing. I'm only going to focus on this one thing, but it's only going to be a small amount of time. So like, I'm not, I don't allow myself the need for a distraction. I don't allow myself to get restless in that time. And what I do when I can certainly do that time, like I can absolutely spend 10 minutes distraction free and concentrating on this thing. Then I say, all right, I, I've got 10 minutes now. I know what 10 minutes feel like. 10 minutes feels like one minute now. All right, let me do 15 minutes. Let me do a half an hour. Let me bump it up to an hour. Let me get two hours. Let me get more. Let me get more. And what ends, ends up happening is you've done so many more hours distraction-free than you thought because you got into a flow state, a real flow state. And also like it because it keeps me focused. I have a nine to five. I'm not going to be able to quit that nine to five unless this podcast takes off or one of my many other endeavors because I got like 15 jobs, but I'm going to maintain the nine to five. So that means my five to nine, super critical. Listen, I have to allow time for life. I have other people. I have other things to do. I have other interests. Like those, those things require time and I have to sleep. I have to sleep. I, I couldn't not sleep if I wanted to. So 
I don't have all the time in the world to de devote to my craft, right? But I make time because you still make time for the things that you love. You have to. But my time is limited. My time is finite with these things, with these with these um, activities. And the only fixed thing is the job. <laughs> in fact, I didn't, in like an hour, I'm going to have to start work. But I found time to do this. Why? Because I love doing it. But again, the deep work and other things have allowed me to get back to where I was in a much shorter time than I thought it would be, right? Because I had to take a break because of my hand, but I've taken breaks before without my hand, without, without I mean, not without my hand, but without my hand being the issue and just me, me being the issue, right? And whenever I took breaks before, it would take me so long to get back to where I was. This time it hasn't taken me that long because of the work that I've put in, the distraction-free work that I've put in. And I feel that if I can master this mental muscle, if I can work it to where it's the strongest muscle that I have, I'll be able to take that and apply it to all my other endeavors that I want to accomplish. I think I can, man. I think I can. It's because I'm setting realistic ex goals for myself. Setting realistic goals, even though my expectations might be unrealistic eventually. But for now, setting realistic goals. Hey, being able to play a somewhat difficult piece. Or being able to play an easy piece freely. Being able to play in front of people confidently. Because, sure, I feel confident I'd be playing in front of people, but... I've never played in front of people before. Now, I've performed in front of people, and that's why I have the confidence that I do, but that's a completely different muscle. I've acted and danced in front of people, but I've never played an instrument in front of people. And the precision you need for that instrument is different. That You need precision for all these things, but it's just a different type of precision. But... I finally got to the point where I'm like, oh, okay, I can see it. I can see me getting better. I can see me actually getting better. Before, I was just tooling around like, I hope I get better. I hope I can get better. Now I'm like, oh, okay, okay, we're cooking something here. I'm starting to understand concepts. I'm starting to understand the language. Like, I'm, I'm starting to get the language, which wasn't happening for me before at all I was just like sure this makes sense I would consume this information that I had no idea what I was looking at and then at times when I when I got things right or things clicked I was like oh this is great now things are starting to click more and more and more but it's because of all the failure all the honesty all of the tools that I've been trying to develop in order to make myself better at this big age, but at this stage, <laughs> at this stage, with the lack of time that I have. It's so, because I have a lack of time, I better use it efficiently. And to use it efficiently, I've got to make my focus game better. I have to focus better. Okay, how do I focus better? I have to eliminate distractions. How do you eliminate distractions? 
Hmm. Well, that thing that's playing in the background is because I like having some sort of ambient noise. Let, let me let me stop that. Also, do I need to check X, Y, or Z right now? I know I'm very highly entertained with them. But that's what bathroom breaks or actual work is for to check your social media. Okay. Took that out. Took that out. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. I have time. But I want to read. The, I want to catch up on this anime. Up, oh, You have time. Go do that. And that's what I'm doing. Now, I'm sure... It, Every day isn't like that. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and be like, and now I'm the perfect person at doing... No. Hell no. <laughs> but now there are more days like that than there aren't. And that's improvement. And eventually, maybe I will say it's every day like this. Maybe I won't, though. But maybe I will. But I do urge you to take a look at these concepts create your own concepts because everyone's different like everyone's different but I, I found deep work the the idea and concept of deep work to be really useful and there's a lot of practical tools with that now again I'm not the expert so I want you to go look it up for yourself and see if there are places that you can apply it that you can apply it to your life and who knows Maybe you'll get better at your thing before I get better at mine, but you better hurry up because I'm now getting a lot better a lot faster. And I don't know, my expectations starting to get unrealistic. Speaking of unrealistic, the other day I had a conversation, a face-to-face conversation with the most incredible mind I've ever encountered. And that's saying a lot because I know a lot. I know a significant amount of brilliant people. There is no shortage of brilliant people around me, in my opinion. Um, just really brilliant in their own ways. I'm talking book smart. I'm talking wise. I'm talking sage. I'm just talking about interesting minds. I have so many just people with interesting minds around me. Just uh, everyone I know, basically. And yet, this person was talking about concepts that I've never even dreamed about before. And, like, when they were saying those concepts, it was like, wow, this is amazing. This is incredible. This is world-changing. This is, this is paradigm-shifting. I can't believe, like, I can't believe that I'm talking to this person who I've never met before. I've never met you before, and yet we're having this just flowing conversation, and I didn't feel out of my depth. That's another thing. That was crazy, right? They were throwing all these high concepts, just like relay. It was it was crazy. It was like a diagram board, like the one of those boards where all the strings connect, and it was like the neurons were firing, and I'm just like, this is amazing. And I never met them before, but somehow they felt so familiar. They felt super familiar to me. And I'm just like, man, you've got to be like some sort of astro, neuro, rocket, physicist, scientist, musician, extraordinary, etc. <sighs> and I was like, am I, am I dreaming? And yeah, yeah, I was dreaming. I was dreaming. The most incredible mind I've ever met in the world, in the ever of ever, somehow, 
I dreamt them up. I dreamt them up. That's that is wild to me, and that's what's crazy about it, right? Because I'm 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 absolutely not saying that's my mind. No, I'm saying in my dream world, <laughs> in the dream I was dreaming, there was somebody who was a super genius, and they were talking about some concepts I've never thought about. At least I don't know that I've thought about them. And I'm just like, yo, how is this possible? <laughs> how is this person I created in my dream world the most brilliant person I've ever encountered? But that's just it. My dreams, listen, if you're like me, this this has happened to you. Like, you will experience the wild, the crazy, just the awe-inspiring, the, the reality-shattering dreams. And it's a dream. You're like, oh, it's a dream. It's a dream. Right? It's just crazy how our minds work. That our imaginations, among other things, and uh, again, I'm not an expert on dreams, so all I know is, hey, my dreams be crazy. Dreams go boom. It's just, we take all that and we dream and we dream the, the most wildest and the most vivid and the most creative and the most brilliant things in our dreams. And we wake up and all of it's incoherent. It's like, in your dream, the, you have the formula for the cure for world hunger, cancer, anything, whatever's that, 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 that big problem. Or in your dream, you have an adventure so action-packed that it would be the greatest Hollywood blockbuster of all time. Of all time. Of all the times. But when you wake up, it all dissipates. Or most of it dissipates. Enough of it dissipates that it, that it makes it seem like a jumbled mess. And then you're just like, elephant turtle briefcase. You're like, what? 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 But what happened? But what happened? What happened to that? It would be interesting if we could harness some of that, the not the quote, quote, power of the dreams, but just remember certain things we, like certain critical things in the dreams. Like, I wish I remembered some of the concepts that, <laughs> that the person in my dream was talking about because they were super interesting. Here's another thing about my dreams, and let me know if you're at all similar. Um, my dreams different languages are spoken different languages are spoken now here's the thing i did study japanese i did study spanish so those languages are the ones that are spoken i haven't i don't believe i've remembered other languages but there could have been you've had how many dreams i'm sure <laughs> but in those dreams i never i was never fluent in either but in the dreams the people speaking it are fluent and I can understand everything that they are saying even though I can't always speak it back to them <laughs> like the representative of me the avatar of me in that dream understands what they're saying but it's still very much operating as me and I know I can't speak it like they can so even though my brain can understand everything that they're saying I can't say it back to them because I know I can't speak that fluently that is that that's just incredibly hilarious to me and 
most of my dreams that I remember, and I'm operating as some sort of myself, like I use my real world self logic inside of the dream when I'm being myself. When it's first person as opposed to third person, when I'm watching the quote unquote myself, the quote unquote myself is kind of wild. Not not like crazy, but he'll do he'll he'll do more of the like, hey, I'm a character in a game or reality, like simulation or whatever. But when I see it through my own eyes in the dream, I still very much act like me. I'm I'm under the same constraints I am in this world. And I find that hilarious. I find that hilarious that there's people speaking languages that I've kind of studied that that know them fluently in my freaking mind. What? That's weird. Another weird thing is I heard or I read somewhere that you're not supposed to be able to read in your dream. Like words aren't supposed to make sense in your dream. But every time, every time I can certainly read words like I can things make sense in the dream I, uh, numbers are numbers there are no symbols no things rese- resembling numbers sometimes like usually that's that's a telltale sign for people that they are dreaming and then they can have a lucid dream for me that's not because <laughs> like one time I was grocery shopping in my dream or whatever and I got a receipt and the receipt the math was right on the receipt that had everything it was supposed to have. So I can't tell that's a dream by that. Now, <laughs> I can tell it was a dream by what happened after, which isn't for, for, for uh, listening, for isn't for the listening audience. But that didn't t- tip it off. Is that so? I'm like, mm, is that true? Are you really not supposed to see numbers and read letters in your dream, like read words that make sense? Because I don't, that's. I don't suffer from that, if that's the right word. I don't have that. I can read perfectly fine in my dream. Speaking of crazy, speaking of crazy. So a friend of mine and I, the other day, we were talking about what social media platforms we tend to stay off. For me, it was Instagram. For them, it was TikTok. And we had the argument not an argument, but we just stated our positions. Um, theirs was a TikTok. They don't get it. They don't like it. I'm paraphrasing. I'm absolutely paraphrasing. Um, and for me, it was Instagram. I get it. I don't like it. It's too curated for me. And what do I mean by too curated? TikTok is like the wild, wild west. It is like the wild, wild west. And I, and I thought to myself, why? Why is it like the wild, wild west compared to the other ones? Um, well, Facebook has a certain age range in it. You're not going to get people who are like just turning adults into that, right? Um, Facebook is for the older and older crowd. Like the actual like activity on Facebook is for the older and older crowd. Um, Snapchat for the much younger crowd. Instagram it's for it's for people my age, around my age, a little older, a little younger, but. The thing, the problem with Instagram, right? I mean, there's a problem with all all of them. I feel the problem with Instagram is they try to, and it's not a problem. This is not a problem. I would say why I don't take to it that well is because people are putting their best possible foot forward, their best possible moments on Instagram and saying, this is my life. 
which is cool. Great. Happy for you. Fantastic. Not interested in it. Not interested in it being that curated. Feels very inorganic. Whereas TikTok, because it has so many different ages and so many different, so much more actual interaction, so much more actual interaction on TikTok that it gets, it just gets nuts. It just gets nuts. TikTok is like, hey, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. (laughs) Take it or leave it. And I'm like, oh, I'll take it, all right, because this is nuts. (laughs) This This is just an interesting social experiment. This is, hey, let's throw all these people in here and see what happens. Let's see what happens. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a zoo, a human zoo. And it's no more apparent that it's that than when you go on TikTok live. That's, I will park it there. On TikTok live, you're liable to see anything within the realms of legal period sometimes it's the most it's actually the most adorable endearing family-friendly cutest moment you could ever have other times it's absolutely not that and then there's everything in between like i just on one stroll i saw people playing games i saw people playing instruments i saw people dancing (laughs) we'll call it i saw people uh practicing things i saw people talking about things i saw people try to like do challenges i saw people play actual connect for with their audience and then i saw people draw it's it's anything you think about of people doing that's legal they did they did everything people discussing any topic you want to discuss it's all there <laughs> it's all there and that's why i i like i said i don't prefer watching it because it's 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 a mad it's madness it's a minefield and it's a time suck all those things but again i just find it <laughs> i find it more quote unquote natural environment than instagram Instagram is purely curated, and that's great for them. But for me, I, I like it a little messy. I like it a little crazy, and that's what I get over there. <laughs> At some point, I'll probably get tired of it too. But I'm just like, whoa, this place is crazy. But here's the problem with that thing: people that play the music, they're so good. They're so good. The people that play the instruments on there, especially, you know, I, I'd say a few that stand out to me. Definitely the ones that play the guitar. People that play bass, amazing. And the people that play saxophone. Those people, like those three, and the DJs, the four. It's like, yo, this is this is crazy. This is amazing. There's so many talented people in the world. There's so many talented people that exist at any one time in the world. And I'm like, I'm so blown away by them. Like one day I want to be one of those people. And so that's my aim. That's my aim. I aim to start making musical content on one of the platforms, or maybe even all the platforms, who knows at this point, but I want to get a little bit better before I do that, but here's the thing, I want to do it so I can get better, because there's nothing going to make you better than knowing somebody's going to be watching, 
So if I know somebody's going to be watching, I'm pretty sure that I'll, I'll put in the activity that I need to by the time that I'm performing. I won't be able to say, well, I won't, I won't have to say, I don't get to say that I wish I had to practice more the past month or the past two months or past three months. So sometime this year, between the spring and the summer, I'm probably going to launch that. So look out for that. And look out for everything. Look out for everything. Why? Why do I say that? Because, yeah, I started making YouTube videos again. <sighs> and by started making, I mean recording the ones that I've had for months. I've had several videos for months. Just didn't, just didn't edit them. Just didn't edit them. So I have content. I got to put it out. And me putting out content, me feeling this inspired that I am, I'm going to put out more content. Because my YouTube channel has about 800 subscribers, give or take, right? I really want to get to that thousand, though. I really want to get to that thousand. That's, if I get to that thousand, I'm not saying I'm satisfied, but like, I, I want that thousand. I have over 365 videos. That's a video, one video every day for a whole year. That's a video every day for a whole year. I put in a lot of work. So I just want to get to that thousand. I want to get to that thousand, man. I remember it was like when I made my hundredth video, I'm going to make maybe 500 videos and I'm trying to release them every day. I got some editing. The weather is starting to break a little bit. It's time to get back to it. Why? Because I want it. I want it. I want like 500 videos and a thousand subs. Yep. That would mean two subscribers per video. I'm winning. <laughs> and speaking of winners, you, without a doubt, you listening right now, you are a winner. <sighs> You're a winner for listening to me this long and reaching the end of the podcast. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. It's the end. I know you didn't see that coming, even though you should have, because music is playing right now. And you know, when the music plays... It's time for the curtains to roll. And by roll, I do mean me. I'm rolling. I'm getting out of here because I got work in a little bit. And I can't hold up recording because people got things to do. And since they have things to do, so do I. But you have things to do too. You have the task of living your best possible, most authentic self. And that's what I'm challenging you to do. Yep, you got a challenge for me. Because I want to see you as happy as possible. I want to see you as healthy as possible. I want to see you as well and whole as possible. Makes me happy. <laughs> you, you random person out there. Yeah, yeah, I care about you. Why? Because mm, life is short and it's hard. Those things are inescapable. So... Let's try to at least enjoy ourselves while we can. When we can. And how we can. And how you can enjoy me is by tuning in next time. Well, I have no guests, but I'll be here. And you'll be here. And I think that's enough. I think that's enough for a party. And it's time for you to party on out of here. Because I think that's your shuttle. Yeah, that's your shuttle. That's your ride. So I'm so glad you visited my corner of the universe. 
but it's time to go now. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye now.